When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome into the lounge. Obviously a difficult day and a difficult week. For Ravens fans, Wednesday was one of the saddest days in Ravens history. A difficult day for current players, employees, and coaches, and a really challenging day for former players and coaches and Ravens fans who have watched this team for a long time. Jalen Ferguson passed away, and Tony Saragusa passed away. Just a really, it's one of those kind of surreal days that's hard to put it all into words uh, and process it. I know that uh, a lot of Ravens fans are just, you know, really, really sad. Um, and being in the building here, it's been one of those just a, just a difficult 24 hours um, that everybody is kind of trying to, to process and make sense of. And uh, I'm joined today by Clifton Brown, um, and we're going to share some thoughts about Jalen and also Tony Saragusa. We had a chance to cu- catch up with uh, Kevin Byrne, a uh, longtime head of public relations here who knows Tony Saragusa really well uh, to get some really good perspective and stories from him. Um, but, but let's start with Jalen. Your stomach drops when you find out the news. And um, just really, really tough. Absolutely. What do you make of just a really hard day? Yeah, uh, I was actually on my way to the office, and I got a text from you informing me of the awful news. And it was shocking. And one of the first thoughts I had was that I have a son, Alex, who's the exact same age as Jalen Ferguson. So it really hit home for me that how young Jalen Ferguson is, because, you know, I think of my son as being so long, so young, I should say, and he's the same age as Jalen. And it was just another awful reminder of how fragile life is for all of us. The, you know, these athletes, they're so big and strong. They're guys we watch every day. I think sometimes we forget, you know, that they're vulnerable too and that, you know, life is fragile for them too. And so um, we were all thinking about with Jalen how good he looked at minicamp, how this was going to be a big season for him, and he looked like he was more than up to the challenge. And now, you know, that's the last thing we're thinking about. And, you know, our hearts are going out to his friends and family and everyone who knew him. So, yeah, it was just another reminder that, um, you know, life is fragile and that, you know, all of us, no matter what we do, uh, we should not take uh, the days we have for granted. Yeah, no doubt. I think, you know, with Jalen, the thing that stands out to me about him is, you know, he'd been here for three years and all the interactions that I had with him, 
I would describe him as an easygoing guy who always had a smile on his face. Absolutely. And that was something that was a common theme as you saw the outpouring come out from his teammates and coaches yesterday that, that really stood out. You know, people described him as a, as a, someone who had just a positive attitude, uh, kind of great outlook and was fun to be around. You know, I thought this quote from uh, Tony Jefferson, uh, kind of summed it up well he said jay ferg has the most had the most genu- genuine energy i've ever been around before i left after minicamp at the locker room he expressed how he was ready to have a big year and i believed he was going to have his best season as a raven he will be watching over us i know it and he will bring this team closer from just the mark that he left he will definitely be missed we love you ferg dog may you continue to send contagious energy to this team every day we will need it to get to where we want to go you will never be forgotten in Jesus' name. So I just think that, like, that kind of summed it up. You know, Tony's saying he had the most genuine energy of a guy that he's been around. Um, and like I said, I, I think of him just kind of easygoing, happy guy, always a big smile, and also had a real care for the people in his life and his community. You know, that was something we were just talking about for, for listeners who don't know. When Jalen was drafted on draft weekend, he was spending that time helping people in his community right. who had just suffered a hurricane. Right, right. I mean, yeah, that's something that I was reminded of reading yesterday and, and all the tributes coming in that the mayor of Ruston, Louisiana, was commenting about how much Jalen helped their community after that hurricane. And it was a time of life where, yeah, he had just gotten drafted. You know, instead of celebrating his own success and – an historic moment in his life, he was helping other people who were going through some tough times. And that definitely speaks to the type of character that Jalen Ferguson had. He was always thinking about other people. It wasn't for show. Um, That's something that those people down there will never forget. And uh, there'll be a lot of people that even though Jalen Ferguson didn't live a long life, he's going to have a lasting impact what he meant two people he interacted with. Those people in Louisiana will never forget him. It's obvious that his teammates uh, playing with him for three years and some of them even shorter will never forget him. And that's that's a heck of a legacy to leave. It's just very sad and difficult that he didn't get a, a chance to do more and have more time. Yeah, I think that the the impact that he left on teammates was is definitely significant. Patrick, tweet, Patrick Queen tweeted when the news came out yesterday that Jalen was the last person that he talked to leaving the facility, spent almost every day in the sauna together trying to see who was going to last longer. So that this was our year. I'm going to miss you, bro. You know, I think that like he, he is somebody who was really well liked on this team. Um, and his loss touches a lot of people and certainly, uh, no more than his family and our, our thoughts and prayers are with his family as they're going through this really difficult, Really difficult time, and our condolences go out to them. You know, and then obviously later in the day, the news comes out about Tony Saragusa, and it was just like this one-two punch that's hard to hard to wrap your head around. It is. And um, so with Goose, you know, he was his playing days happened before either of us were here in Baltimore. But I'd had 
a handful of, in, of opportunities to interact with him or, or interview him over the years when he would come back for events. And, you know, he really was one of those larger-than-life figures. That when you think of the Ravens and you think of that 2000 team and you think of just great personalities in NFL history, right. Tony Saragusa is on that list. Absolutely. And any time that I ever had a chance to be around him, you came away from it thinking like, man, like, Tony Saragusa is exactly what you'd expect him to be. <laughs> like, he, he, that persona, uh, he, he carried himself like you saw on Hard Knocks and like you saw as a sideline reporter on Fox. Like, that's how he was every single day. And uh, it, it, I always really cherished the, the time that I spent with him. But somebody who spent even more time with him was Kevin Byrne. And so we want to go ahead and uh, jump into the conversation that we had with Kevin about Tony. All right, now we're welcoming in former Ravens, longtime head of PR, Kevin Byrne. Kevin, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, obviously, just a, a really difficult, sad day in Ravens history that I think we're all kind of processing. And one of the reasons you know that we wanted to call you is is you've been with you know, this organization since the beginning, and you knew Tony Saragusa in this organization as well as as anybody. And I would. I remember when I first started and we would sit down to lunch, Kevin, and you would uh, you would always pull out a Tony Saragusa story, it felt like. <laughs> and and that, that was always like one of the highlights. If I got a goose story out of you, uh, that was always kind of a highlight of a lunch conversation. And uh, I know you have so many of them. So thanks for joining us. Just how kind of how difficult is it to sort of make, you know, process uh, these last 24 hours here? It was really hard. It was more emotional than I thought because as the the day went on yesterday, the um, I'd hear from more players and coaches from that era, and uh, got on the phone. Actually, Rex Ryan called, who was the defensive line coach at that time, and he and Goose had stayed close through the years, and and we both got it, you know, kind of broke down during the call. So it it it's. Um, because Goose was larger than life and he was still close to us. We, you know, we just had the event in Baltimore uh, three weeks ago and well, we spent, you know, a full day with Tony. And uh, he was one of the all-time great characters in, in the game. And somebody like you indicate, Garrett, you think about, and you, he brings smiles to, you, to your face because he, he wanted to enjoy every day. He was looking for opportunities. <laughs> to disrupt somebody else and, and, and laugh at, at somebody else's expense and sometimes his own. But it's, uh, uh, we reminisced a little bit about that with various people yesterday. So Kevin, something that stands out to me about goose is, and I didn't know him nearly as well as, as you did, but I had, you know, several interactions with him over the years is that he would make you earn it. Like he would, he, he, like if you were doing an interview with him, if you were having a conversation with him, like he was intimidating and he would make you earn it. But like underneath that kind of hard, intimidating shell, uh, there was this guy who had a great heart. And I feel like you have kind of learned that over the years for sure. Well, I remember we had a player, Fernando Smith, a defensive end on that Super Bowl team in 2000. And unfortunately, his uh, apartment in Owings Mills caught on fire just a few, two days before Christmas, and he lost everything in the in the place. And he, he had uh, two kids, or maybe three kids. But I, I remember Goose took presents from under his own tree for his own kids, 
and took him over to a hotel where Fernando was staying and having Christmas and with his family in a hotel by themselves on Christmas Day. And Goose shows up with uh, presents for the kids, food uh, that uh, they were having at their house that day. And, and that was, uh, I think, typical of it. You know, he, he was rough and crude, there is no doubt, but, but he did a lot in the community and for his fellow, fellow uh, teammates. And the, and the one thing that sticks with me, too, is through the years, since, you know, those early 2000s, Goose would call and he goes, Hey, I, I was talking to and be somebody from that era. And he goes, you know, I didn't like what I was hearing. You guys need to check on him a little bit, you know, see how he's doing. And, and actually, you know, we, we were able to find out some players who were having some difficulties and, and, and help them out mainly because Goose had stayed in better contact with them than, than the Ravens had, which says something about Tony. Yeah, Kevin, it's always been one of my beliefs that great teams need strong personalities. And certainly uh-huh. Tony was one. Um, that 2000 team, even with uh, players like Ray Lewis and, you know, Shannon Sharp, can you just talk about how important it was for someone to have someone like Tony who held guys accountable and also was respected by – everyone in that locker room and how much he wanted to win because we talk about his sense of humor and how funny he was. But to me, when the game started, he was a guy who was just ultra, ultra competitive. Ultra competitive, uh, Cliff, and just plain tough. It's a tough man's game. And uh, there are people who are tougher than others. And Goose was a big man who was fearless. He had great quick hands and uh, he played on game day. You know, and uh, he, he would show up and he'd look around and, and say, look, guys, we're the baddest people on the planet. Let's go show them. Let's show them on the first play that they don't want this the rest of the day. And uh, and people would rally around that, even with guys like Ray Lewis, you know, behind him or Rob Burnett and Michael McCrary uh, outside. And then Sam Adams, who was lined up next to Goose, Sam Adams was a, a, a great, great talent first round pick uh and well goose was a, a free agent signing uh when he started in the league and sam adams was a great athlete but sam looked to goose to set the tone and uh he was just he was a tough guy he was a smart player who could read uh offenses and and get to the spot or hold a, a lineman so that ray could knife in there and get a guy into the backfield uh, but he 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 led that way and then you know he brought humor to it you know, you think about the 2000 team. We have five games in a row. We go, we go on to win the Super Bowl, of course, but we don't score a touchdown. And we win two of those games by matched over field goals. And so I, I go down to the sideline, as you guys remember, for the last two minutes of the game because we have to start organizing what we have to do in the post game. Right. And so I'm going down there, and we stand to the edge of the bench area. And, uh, and Matt Stover is coming up because he's going to go kick the winning field goal, hopefully, after he's kicking the ball and sending that. And, and so Matt's standing there, and you, 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 know, you don't look at him. You don't talk to him because he's got to keep his focus. And all of a sudden, the shadow comes over, and Goose is standing next to him. And, and he begins a, a series of sentences that include a lot of curse words. <laughs> <laughs> and he's basically saying, listen, you little, talking to Stover. <laughs> You better not miss this kick. 
In fact, if you miss this kick, now I'm, I'm avoiding a lot of words. Right <laughs> this you, is the edited version. <laughs> if you miss this kick, don't come back to this sideline because I will hurt you. I will physically hurt you. So you understand what I'm telling you? So go make the blank kick and let's live happily ever after. And, uh, and you know, Stover would just be standing there, you know, <laughs> not looking at Goose. He'd run out there and kick the winning field goal. And so it happened a second time, you know, <laughs> like a few weeks later. And Goose is doing the same thing to him, you know. And, and, and now he's cursing Matt's family. I'll get your children, <laughs> you know, if you miss this kick. So I asked Stover, like, on Monday that week, and I go, does he always do that? And Matt goes, he doesn't have practice too. He th- he's trying to get under my skin, you know, and, uh, and, uh, uh, but he can't. And he said, but I love him. And I think he loves me. So, <laughs> but I'll add one. I'm not so sure. So now we we're going to the AFC championship in, in, in 2000, after the 2000 season, we're going out to play Oakland and we've got a, a bigger charter now for this flight. And, uh, and so we put the oldest veterans in the in first class up front, and and then they have a couple of us, you know, uh, uh, so-called executives. We get like four or six seats up there too. So I'm sitting there with Dennis Mannion, who is our vice president of sales and marketing. And so Goose comes on. He looks over. He goes, "Hey, Kevin." And he says, who's that guy sitting next to you? <laughs> so Dennis has worked for us for years. I go, you know Dennis, man. He's our vice president of, of sales and marketing. He goes, nah, nah I've never seen him. And uh, he goes, hey, pal, you. He points at Dennis. He goes, get in the back. Get in the back. You can't sit up here. You can't all of a sudden, since we're good, come up here and sit with us. And then Dennis, you know, tries to say, well, you know, Goose, you know, I, I've flown all year, but they usually have me sitting in the back. He goes, yeah, go back there. Just go back. <laughs> and so I go, Tony, let him alone. He's going to be fine. He's going to sit here. While I, Tony's doing that, behind Tony, Stover comes on the jet, and he's one of the senior veterans, so he gets the first class seat. So he's sitting in the second row on the aisle. And Goose backs up and he goes, whoa, 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 what are you doing? He looks at Matt. He goes, what do you mean, what am I doing? He goes, you can't sit up here. <laughs> and he, he said, Goose, I have more years in the league than you do. He goes, you're not even a football player. You're a kicker. Get in the back. You know, and so I go, oh, we're going to have a situation. And Matt says, I'm not moving. And then Goose says, oh, yes, you are. I'll pick you up and take you to the back. And so, so, so we're going... Goose, leave him alone. He's won some games for us. And, yeah, I think a lot of people, like what I think of Goose, one of the things that comes to mind immediately is uh, Hard Knocks. And, oh, yeah. and him giving uh, Todd Heap, the rookie Todd Heap, a hard time. And didn't he steal Shannon Sharp's car or move it, you know, at some point during Hard Knocks or move it to a different spot? He would regularly... <laughs> Uh, regularly, regularly steal cars. He he particularly aimed at uh, rookies. Okay, so you know he would he, and he would get some ball boy, you know, and say, "Hey, uh, go get go steal his car keys out of his pocket." So Goose would never be accused of stealing car keys. And then uh, the guy would come out well, after practice in two days and, you know, looking for his car and the car would be gone. 
and would usually be a, like a shopping mall about a mile away. <laughs> and, uh, and so the, the guy would file a police report, my car stolen. And, and so, you know, and security would help. Then finally security was figuring it out. And then we'd just go to Tony, Tony, is this a stolen car or do you have the car somewhere? And so, <laughs> so that was not uncommon, but he did it to Shannon because Shannon, um, uh, got Goose's truck and, and had it towed. And, and, but that was only after Goose had locked Shannon in the trailer, the tight end room trailer. So one night Goose left the defensive line meeting with Rob Burnett. They got to leave early. Veterans got to leave early after, uh, after the review of practice and the young guys had to stay in. And so they, they got this big wooden wheel and they, jammed it into the side door of this trailer so you couldn't get out. And, uh, and so Shannon couldn't get out. And that became the famous scene where they're interviewing Shannon. He goes, I want my restitution. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, his restitution was that he had Tony's car towed. And then, uh, Tony then a few days later was able to somehow get the keys to Shannon's car and Shannon's car disappeared. <laughs> so, it made training camp a little more hazardous, but entertaining. <laughs> okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When uh, you found out or when Tony went into TV, I was curious to get your thoughts on, did you have any inkling that when he was done, he might do some TV work and, as a sideline reporter and as he ended up doing for Fox? And did you ever have any fear watching Tony on TV that, you know, some of the things that maybe wouldn't be appropriate for the air might slip out? Yes, right, because his language is, was a little different than some of us. <laughs> Here's the great preseason story. He's working for Fox, and what Fox did, they didn't have him a typical sideline reporter where the reporter would stay near the bench. And so they, they used to put him in behind the end zone. And, and, um, Bob Stinner was the producer was also Madden's producer prior to that. And he had a great eye for, for television. He, he understood right away that goose really understood the game. Right. And goose said, if I'm in the end zone or in the corner of the end zone, I could see plays and I could help you. So they gave him a live mic. 
so he could say, they're coming right side now. They're going to run the ball right side now. And he was uncanny that way. So he's doing a preseason game in California, uh, you know, in, excuse me, in Carolina, Carolina Panthers game. And he's, he's, he's back in the end zone and fans are right behind him. So he would sometimes turn off his mic and talk to the fans. So he turns to this one fan and he says, listen, if Carolina scores a touchdown on this play, you win a car. And the guy goes, really? He goes, yeah, you win a car. And so then, boom, you know, he went on with the game. And so it was late in the game, and uh, the guy keeps yelling at Goose because Carolina scored the touchdown on that play. He, he goes, you know, how do, how do I get my car? Where do I go? Is somebody going to come see me? And he's yelling at Goose, and just Goose ignores him and leaves. Well, the guy then goes to the newspapers in Carolina, you know, and says, Tony Saragusa came up to me and said that I want a car if they scored a touchdown that play, and they did, and then he, he wouldn't talk to me, but I want my car. I, I want my car. And so I don't know if Fox or the Panthers, but somebody ended up making some sort of compromise with this guy. At least they gave a down payment on a car, but... <laughs> Goose sometimes didn't have a stop sign, and so that was. One. <laughs> and he thought, you know, he just turned like he was, hey, hey, pal, you want to win a car? <laughs> Last question, Kevin, because this has been uh, just fun to hear these stories. Obviously, that you know, Goose was back here. You mentioned it uh, a few weeks ago for the event for the thirty for thirty. Um, that ESPN is doing, and he had a chance to sit on stage with with Ray Lewis and Marvin Lewis and and Brian Billick and other members of that team. And obviously, nobody knew at that time, you know, that that was going to be you know the last time that that group was together. You moderated that conversation. Um, just how good was it to see that group together and to talk to Goose and that night? Um, and and how meaningful was that to you? Oh, very. You know, first of all, the it's Shannon Sharp, it's Ray Lewis, Rod Woodson, Marvin Lewis, Jamal Lewis, Trent Dilfer, Brian Billick, uh, Jack Del Rio. Um, it was a fantastic night. And, uh, and Goose was just terrific in telling some stories. It was like a behind the scenes on the 2000 team. And I'm, I'll make it a little personal. He, he says while on stage, I had said something. And then Goose said something like, hey, let's not forget, you know, and he points at me, this guy was important to that team too, which was really nice. I mean, you know, because we're in the, we're the background guys and we don't, we don't get that, especially publicly. So after the show, we're back, we go back to the green room at the Meyerhoff. And I, and my, my youngest son, who's, you know, almost 40 years old, was back there too. And so he, he reminded me of this last night. He says, dad, my lasting memory of Tony Saragusa is you thanking him for saying those nice things on stage. And so I'll try to do this in a way I could say it on the podcast. So I say to Goose, Goose, that was really nice. You know, people like me, we, we don't get that very often. And he turns to me and he goes, uh, uh, um, blank you, you know, he <laughs> like that with a smile and then he walks over and kisses me on the top of my head. And this is my son, Connor, was saying, this is my lasting memory of showing that Goose uh, and my relationship by this exchange in the, in the back room after the thing. And so, 
you know, uh, I hadn't thought about that all day yesterday, but that, that was my final touching point with, with Tony. And so it's very, very meaningful. So it was a tough day, tough yeah. day for a lot of us, tough day for the Ravens nation. And, uh, um, you know, his father died at a young age and he was always worried about it and he wanted to get his kids to adult adulthood. And he would talk about it, you know, when, and I'd say, Tony, you're going to live a lot longer than your dad because you're going to take care of yourself. You're going to work out. You're going to do all the right things. You're going to keep your weight down and all that. And he goes, yeah, I know what my genes are. And so he was a guy who lived life to the fullest. He was a guy who didn't anticipate that he would be an old man someday. And it unfortunately turned out to be true. Mm-hmm. Well, Kevin, it's been uh, pretty powerful to hear some of these stories and hear your perspective. Um, you know, when when we were thinking about having this conversation, uh, you were one of the first people that I thought of because I just know uh, you have these great stories and this relationship uh, with Tony and, and members of that team. And I'm just so glad that we got to have this. And thank you for, for sharing and opening up like this. Well, thank, I appreciate it, Derek and Cliff. Uh, you know, it, 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 it helps to, to talk about it a little bit now to help um, all of us deal with the emotions of of losing a good friend and and losing somebody so special uh, in Ravens history. Absolutely. Great, Kevin. Well Well, said. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you so much. Good to talk to you. So thanks to Kevin for joining us. I just enjoyed hearing some of the stories. (laughs) Kevin, he just one after another. He (laughs) He has such a vivid way of describing things where while he's talking, you can picture the moment in your head as if you were there. And uh, I know one of, one of Kevin's favorite sayings is, you know, about it's not about, you know, what you got. It's the relationships that are important in this business. And, yes, as a guy who, you know, was with the Ravens from the beginning and a great person himself, Kevin built so many relationships with people in the front office, coaches, and players. Um, if you spent time working for the Ravens, it was impossible not to get to know Kevin Byrne well because he kind of made it – his business to get to know you well and the people that he worked with. And certainly, you know, it's obvious the feeling that he had for Tony Saragusa. And as you we've all mentioned how big his personality was, Saragusa was unique. He wasn't uh, copying anybody's footsteps. He, <laughs> he, he had his own. He, they broke the mold when, when Tony was made. So, yeah, to have someone with Kevin's insight and, and the way he can describe things about people I think it was really 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 interesting to hear what he had to say about Tony and yeah it really kind of described the type of person he really was yeah you know the last thing I'll say about it is and Kevin touched on this Tony certainly had he cared about everybody that came through this door and he really wanted to make sure that like everybody who had a hand in making the Ravens what they are today all of his former teammates you know, kind of got their due. And whether that was keeping tabs on guys and and trying to stay updated on what they had going on or people who may need support in a variety of ways um, or or just making sure that his teammates kind of got the recognition. Like we all know some of the key guys, you know, of who built this team. But but Tony was somebody who wanted to make sure that it, you know, wasn't just a few people who made the Ravens what they are today. It was you know, lots and lots of people. Mm-hmm. And uh, he wanted to make sure I, I had, you know, some interactions with him where he made that clear that he wanted to make sure that everybody got their due. Yeah. And um, I think that tells you about 
the type of person that he is. As much as you know, he would be the center of attention in any room that he walked into because of his big personality and his humor and, and all of that. He wanted to make sure that that everybody got the respect that they deserved, mm-hmm. and I think that tells you a lot about the type of person that he is. So, uh, thanks, Cliff. It's it's um, you know it's been a difficult 24 hours, but it's been good to talk through it. Good to talk with Kevin and um, Ravens fans. Thank you very much for listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products, it's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless.